So what the hell is going on with baseball and black people? You are now listening to the podcast for your punk ass. You see that the World Series is in full fling, but baseball got a problem. And I'm not going to back the day to call it the Negro problem. It's not a black, it's a white problem. As people, if you not, if you don't know, this is the first World Series without a black person since ni- on either team since 1950. That's three years after Larry, after Jackie Robinson with the Dodgers and Larry Doby with the Cleveland, formerly Indians, now Guardians, desegregated Major League Baseball. So now, 75 years later, we're back to where we started again. Well, five years ago, I wrote a piece, an op-ed piece, in the U.S. News and World Report titled, Where Are All the Black Baseball Players? And I gave three socioeconomic reasons for the declining percentage of black baseball players in, in America. LeBron, shut up and dribble. Uh, they didn't say Kanye, shut up and rap. Wonder if Moni's still in the middle. Because you can drive one way, son, and never come back. When you realize Beast is the least of your modes, and you spent your whole life running up Fordham Road, what you stream will forever remain. Blood flowing out the faucet right down to the drain. Permanent scars and permanent stains. The same determination makes you stay in your lane. Get out and vote. In 2017, 7.7% of Major League Black ball players were black. Now this year, 7.2%. So it's on a decline. A decrease since five years ago. Okay? We also see the three reasons I gave was deindustrialization, suburbanization, and mass incarceration. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa. Break that down, because you know, I'm from an ignorant nation. What's the de- de- start with deindustrialization? Yeah. From nineteen seventy-nine to two thousand seventeen, United States lost seven point two million factory jobs. Now, these jobs paid livable wages, provided benefits that allowed many black men the money and time to play baseball with their sons and volunteer for Little League. And for some, might play baseball with their daughters or softball as well. Whilst we're talking about baseball, so we'll see that this was part of it. When I remember playing Little League Black and Corp City in the Bronx, all these dads would work 9 to 5, whether they're New York City jobs, postal workers, UPS, by six o'clock down the fields having practice, mm-hmm. then they have the games on the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once those jobs left, many black men had to take what they call service jobs, retail stores, Walmart, Target, where you have less wages, less benefits, and crazy schedules and hours. So therefore, there's less time to volunteer for baseball. Second, we see Housing. Now, this is key, suburbanization. During the 1930s, during the New Deal, we have what's called the Federal Housing Authority and the Homeowners Loan Corporations that subsidize white flight suburbanization. So, in other words, that whole notion of redlining. The government went in, looked at different cities, and basically redlining are areas where black people live. So, when black people went to get a loan for a home, they were denied. Many black people had to buy homes on contracts, which basically was a fancy way for renting, getting no equity, and not making any wealth. So you have this white flight in the suburbs, 
Now we see over time, suburbanization helps Little League Baseball. Why? In the suburbs, you have recreational facilities, pools, baseball fields, softball fields, lacrosse, you name it, they have it. So with suburbanization, investment went out to the what? The suburbs. We talked about it last time, dirty water in Jackson, clean water in the suburbs. So the suburbs have the recreational facilities, they have the resources for Little League. The parents have time. Why? They're working a nine to five. They get off at five. Little League practice at six. There's resources and money for equipment to maintain the fields, to hire refer- um- umpires for the game, to do the scorecards. You name it, they have it in the suburbs. So we'll get back to this one later because we see over time baseball, really like many other sports, if you want to go get a college scholarship or make it to the professional level, it takes money and resources. Those days of the Allen Iverson story, Daryl Strawberry out of Crenshaw High in baseball, we have kids from low-income neighborhoods making it to the pros, are much more difficult because they don't have the resources for what? Summer travel baseball, $5,000, hotel weekends, private coaches, equipment, trainers, diet, all of that. So parents are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars hoping to get a partial scholarship in baseball or some a partial scholarship in baseball or maybe make it to the league. The last fact I talked about was mass incarceration. So in 1979, there were 350,000 prisoners in the United States. In 2017, it went up to 2.3 million prisoners. So in 1981, I was 13 years years old. 18% of Major League Baseball players were African American. Reggie, right? So therefore, you had the Reggie yes. Jacksons, you had uh, uh, Eddie Murray, many others playing baseball. I mean, Ron Lafleur, a guy who made it to the Major Leagues, was actually discovered because he was playing baseball while he was in the joint. When you had the war on drugs and mass incarceration, where many black men are getting arrested for nonviolent crimes, weed possession. They're all off out of the streets. Now, I'm going to guess, I don't have the data for it, but I'm pretty confident if you went and interviewed many of those folks who were locked up, I guarantee a good percentage of them played baseball. You see? So so I think that was a major impact. Now, I could have added a fourth, the rise of college Mm -hmm. football and basketball in the 80s with the University of Miami and the football, Georgetown and the basketball, and then the whole Big East, that had an impact on Major League Baseball, and of course, hip-hop. Basketball and football have embraced hip-hop cultures, no doubt about it. AI, now, we, we won't say embraced, but are more open to it. Obviously, when Iverson came to NBA in 96, there was a lot of tension with the tattoos and the cornrows, but we see now many ball players got tattoos got cornrows or braids. Look at the many NFL teams. Many of the players have their extension, their locks, outside of their helmets and tattoos all over the place. But baseball is resistant. Who was the pitcher beaks with the Mets? They used to wear the, uh, the uh, what is the, uh, mm. oh my God, where, the, the wave cap. Um, I think Strowman was Strowman, the Mark An announcer made a, made a big deal about it. Tattoos or wearing locks in baseball, right? Or embracing a hip-hop aesthetic not easily accepted in Major League Baseball. So 
So again, we see mass incarceration. All those brothers got off the street. And therefore, I think many, with the rise of college basketball and football, baseball just, just didn't become popular. Also, a disinvestment in inner cities. That's how, again, you have dirty water in Jackson. When you disinvest in cities, what does that mean? There's less money for recreational facilities, which means what? Who's going to cut the grass for the baseball fields? Who's going to fund the Little League? Who's going to pay for the umpires, the referees? Whatever it takes to make sure you have a thriving Little League costs money. And if you divest from inner cities or where black people live, this is what happens. So now we see Major League Baseball, the majority of black Major League Baseball players are what? Middle class. There's no doubt about it. Why? They had the resources to do what? Play travel baseball. Well, a lot of the kids you see in the league now, their fathers played, so their legacies. So those resources were available. Go to Charlotte. Go to Chicago. There's black people playing baseball. However, my argument is, I think for many, for many scouts, top black talent plays football and basketball. Now, I know that Major League Baseball is making a big deal that four of the top five draft picks last year were African-American, but the problem with baseball is what? They might be in the minor leagues for two, three years. Then when they come into the Major Leagues, they might not have an immediate impact like LeBron James did with Cleveland in 2003. Baseball just takes time to become a superstar. So you're playing in these small towns in the middle of nowhere. A ball, double A ball, Game's not on television. Nobody's heard of this player until they make it to the major leagues, maybe in two, three years if they're lucky. So we see baseball has a long way to go to change the statistics or increase in the number of black baseball players. And I think, like I said before, it's going to cost millions of dollars. Why? Because they have those academies in the Dominican Republic. You see, so the argument is, well, Dave, they're poor in the DR. Well, they have the academies where you have hundreds of boys going to these baseball academies. And let's be honest, folks, I doubt the academics are that rigorous because they're playing baseball all day, hoping that they'll make it to the major leagues. Now, many players from the Dominican Republic do make it to the major leagues, but many don't make it. And we never get a story on that. However, Major League Baseball takes advantage of those academies. So rather than invest in American talent, it's cheaper to go overseas. There's no doubt about that. Because as we all know, to get 10 pros, you need thousands of people not to make it. It's a funnel system. That's just the reality. So if we're at 7.2% African American, will we ever see a day of it ever going at 10%, 15%? That will require uh, millions of dollars of investment. And Major League Baseball is out to make money. Yes, they'll give some millions to these programs, but if you're trying to get that number up to 10%, 12%, it's going to require a billion-dollar investment, whether it's in cities, across the country, training camps, paying for these kids to have free access to summer baseball, scholarships, and again, you're still not guaranteed those players going to the league. This is why MLB loved the academies. It's not as expensive. 
So this is what it gets down to, folks. It gets down to money and also the culture of baseball. Trust me, you got minor league coaches, old white guys that are trapped in the 50s, still questioning black, black athletes' acumen intellectually, their attitude because they listen to hip-hop. You see what I mean? They got tattoos and they got locks, right? You see what I'm saying? So you got many of these the, uh, scouts and managers all throughout Major League, Minor League Baseball that can hold up a black player's progress. I don't like how this guy walks. I don't like the music he listens to. He's loud. You see what I'm saying? I don't like his tattoos. He got an attitude. He likes to flip the bat. He's arrogant. He wears his cap backwards. And those become ways to keep this talent out of Major League Baseball. So as you watch the World Series, shout out to Dusty Baker. I can't stand the Astros, but let's have a black manager win a World Series ring. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't, you know, that cheating thing, 2017. But nevertheless, the Astros, I want them to win because of Dusty Baker. To become a black manager to win a World Series ring would be great. Add another one to the very short list. I think, I don't know how short that list is because I think that's Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. Yeah, you got Dave Roberts did it with the Dodgers. Cito Gaston did it with the Blue Jays. So Dusty would be the third. Okay, well, I know you want to talk about it, so I'm definitely interested in hearing what you have to say. So, Dave, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on Kanye West? Now, his government name is Ye. Ye, yeah. We know the story. (laughs) Out of Chicago was a beat producer, made beats, blew people up, wanted to become a rapper, but because he didn't embrace the gangster trope, people like Dame Dash slept on Kanye Kanye West. That was his name at the time. He wasn't gangster enough. You see what I mean? He grew up middle class. His mom was a professor. Ye lived in China for a year. Let's just keep it 1,000. You see what I'm saying? His dad was... His dad was a, a photojournalist. So again, he wasn't gangster enough. He wore backpacks and khakis. You see what I mean? But nevertheless, he got signed to Rockefeller Records, and the rest is history. Albums went platinum. He's all over. He's doing his thing. He made the famous statement after Hurricane Katrina, George Bush doesn't care about black people, blew him up. Superstar, megastar. But then all of a sudden, things started to change. Got married to the Kardashian. Some people call it the Kardashian curse with these brothers. You know what I mean? Lamar Odom, Tristan Thompson, Reggie Bush. The list goes on and on. But we watched in front of our eye Kanye transform to Ye and fully become full 100% a black MAGA person. You know the MAGAs with the red hats. Remember when he went and gave uh, Donald, former President Trump a hug? He's fully on board with 100% MAGA. You see what I mean? Let's say it again. He's a black MAGA Republican. Now many people are saying that, well, we should give him a pass because of his, his mental illness. Now, again, people say, well, there's a lot of people mentally ill out there. There's no doubt about it. But don't prescribe to MAGA tendencies. You see what I'm saying? So this is what gets lost in the sauce. And what also gets lost in the sauce is, again, 
we just talked about power dynamics. When Kanye West, well, excuse me, when Ye said slavery is a choice, Harriet Tubman did not free any slaves, there was no backlash from Adidas. They kept selling his sneakers and his other companies that support him. But when he made it, when he said DEFCON to Jewish people, advertisers start pulling. So again, we got to avoid this oppression Olympics. We got to get to a point in this country when people start saying slavery is a choice, black people like slavery. These comments are asinine and there should be a penalty for them. You see what I'm saying? Let's not get into the oppression Olympics. Which one is worse? Both statements are what? Outlandish. But Kanye is doubling and my bad. Ye is doubling and tripling down on his comments. Keeping it real. Keeping it 100, right? Not going back. It's now he went from the being a billionaire on the list. Now he's I don't know what he's worth now. Maybe what? Three quarters of a billion? Not three quarters, half of a fourth of a billion? Who knows? But my concern is the MAGA. Yeah, the Trump supporting Make America Great Again. Yeah, crew. these black yeah. MAGA Republicans, Candace <laughs> Owens, uh-huh. Herschel Walker, Kanye West, they're scary. Because of what they talk about, what they ascribe to, none of their policies help black people. Period. Election denials, nonsense. Fake elections, nonsense. Uh, how they took the word woke and, and weaponized woke, nonsense. You saw the, the you saw the debate with Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. This dude's carrying around a fake badge, <laughs> and his mind he could go out and arrest people. Come on now, that was theater. That was silly. And you saw with Kanye West and Candace on wearing White Lives Matter T-shirts. That was all, what, come on now, that was crazy. But that's the MAGA, that's their hustle. It's the shock and spectacle. It's not a debate about policy. And now Candace Owens has a film about George Floyd. And now in the film, people are basically blaming him for his death. Just like Kanye, yay, my bad, damn, I can't get it right, said that he died of fentanyl. Not a knee to his neck. They got a lawsuit. Now he's apologized. See, when them lawyers start coming in that money, oh, my bad, my bad. But that's what black MAGA people do. They never critique white people. Their whole job is critiquing black people. That's how they make their money. There's no money in being a black MAGA person going on Fox News and saying poor white people are responsible for being poor. There goes your check. There goes your speaking engagements. There goes your funding. Your jobs get on there and blame black people for everything. Black crime, teenage pregnancies, race car, all the other sayings that black MAGA people do. That's what they do. That's their whole agenda. That's how they get paid. How are black people messing up? So we talk about institutional racism, in policy, sec they don't want to hear all that. All they want to hear is that black people, is their fault. They can do better. What about crime in Chicago? They love that one. Where are the black dads? They love that one. 
We're the black fathers. Those are all their talking points. You see? That's the problem with the black maggots. And gay is part of that group. Black MAGA Republicans. They're dangerous. You see what I mean? But you never hear them talking about policy. It's always about black people coming up short. Using race as an excuse. Stop blaming white people. No one's, I didn't, I'm blaming a system. Doesn't matter. What about Chicago? What about these kids out here? What about schools? I don't, you know, bad black, bad black culture. So when next time you see a black black republic, look at what they talk about. They never, ever, ever talk about white people. Never. You see what I mean? They never do it. Because if they do, they won't make that money. So that's their whole job. Go out there, shock and spectacle. Wearing White Lives Matters t-shirts, wearing those ugly MAGA hats, just firing up the crowd, saying stuff that makes no sense, going to these uh, Republican fundraisers, telling corny jokes, and that's it. That's their role. And Kanye, my bad, Ye is part of that. You see what I mean? Now I know how he's, I know he's voting on November 8th. You know which way he's going? And that's, we got to keep your eyes on that prize. Because that's ultimately why elections matter. So don't get it twisted. Well, can you listen to Kanye? Damn, can you listen to Ye's music? I guess you can, but sure getting more difficult when I see him in that red hat in the statements that he that he's making. You see what I mean? It's getting real difficult to listen unless people say, "Well, I listen to old Yay versus new Yay to rationalize." Old Yay pre two thousand eight Yay. Remember that guy? Well, that was Kanye, my bad. Now there's Ye, MAGA Ye, Ye MAGA. Maybe that's what we call him, Ye MAGA, or MAGA Ye. Whichever one you choose is up to you. But we'll keep an eye, I mean, he continues to make stories and news. We'll keep an eye and see what, what impact it's going to have on his, on his wealth with all these companies pulling out. We'll see what happens, and I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And subscribe to the show on iTunes. Because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you... The dark brown shades of my skin There would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh. That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul Looking back over my false dreams That I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black?
Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord, oh something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this well of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city. Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny. Yeah, oh Lord, something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? 